This is the former and five-time World Madden champ, Jordan 13-8, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. That is right, Jordan. Thank you so much. It is Tuesday, October 24th, 2023, 7.32 p.m. sharp. It is a rainy, soggy Tuesday. Uh, but hello, everybody, and a welcome to a the 159th edition of the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I am one of the lovely hosts, the Garlic Johnson, and that breathy son of a gun on the other side is our other lovely hostess, the Josh Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. Just letting everyone know I'm alive. <laughs> People were concerned. They couldn't wait the full uh, 40 seconds to know. Um, we appreciate everyone who reacts with us in our Discord. You know, just looking at it right now, I always have the chat up for the show. Titan was popping off on Monday night. Walters was in there spouting nonsense. Al's always in there. We appreciate you guys for chatting along, and uh, we hope you continue to do so as we enjoy this football season. Segment start times are down in the description below, um, but we'll get to in a second why they won't matter nearly as much today. Thank you at Levi Oki Illustration for all the beautiful art you can see. That beautiful man just turned 32 years old over the weekend. Um, Sunday day i believe was the day so big shout out to him um yeah josh how you doing pal doing how are you gar i'm doing all right um had a good weekend um had a halloween party to go to that was good sunday was a little rockier uh didn't have the vikings to play didn't have something to rock you know to 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 set me in i didn't have a good foundation on sunday i was just you know wandering i was like what do i do my team's not playing um but things worked out in the end went on a nice little walk the last couple days that felt good vikings won somehow monday night um it's uh what it's, I mean, it's not, again, I already put it in the chat, dude. Vikings are jobbers. You gotta, the jobbers can't just lose all the time. Otherwise, beating them is not important. So, it's all part of the bigger tinfoil hat scheme I've been talking about since the preseason, dude. And for the last couple of seasons, honestly. So, but yeah, Josh, I yes. know. Uh, so, I you'll know. be in there for pick 15, 16, 17? Oh, dude, that's, that's our prime position, dude. Are you kidding me? needed water <laughs> ask me a question and then just chug a look um how about you josh i mean we'll get into the regular show in a second but tonight's show is gonna be a little different we can take a little bit more at the beginning of the show you had mentioned on the saturday show uh how you know your life or your week would be ruined if you lost a fucking that sean payton dude well here we are yeah we uh we had some self-meditation and uh reflection time on sunday evening um, after the fact, and <clears throat> yep, I'm no longer um, a citizen of Big Lake. They have decided to cast me out, um, and so I live in an overpass. Um, and yeah, no, it was it was one of those moments where when you know how you just get that feeling in your in your gut, your gut makes the rumblies when when you see a play get lined up, and you know you go, this is not going to work. I had that feeling on a field goal. When Anders Carlson missed that 42-yarder, I was like, when they were lining up, I was like, he's going to miss this. It was just bubbling up, and I was like, yep, that just kind of set the tone for the rest of the day. Oh, no, Josh. I'm sorry to hear that, dude. It's uh, are you, are, Do you think you recovered now, or do you still kind of feel like this even two days later? You just had to get the sound in, didn't you? <laughs> sure did. Yep. No, I'm, I'm, I'm recovered. I am, I'm back. I'm, I'm back on the whole, you know, top five pick. Let's, let's draft a, uh, um, 
a generational talent since every every year there's a generational talent I, it seems um allegedly just so we can ruin them but yeah let's do that all right and just to be clear earlier you said self-meditation and not self-medication right Yes, meditation. Okay, okay, okay. proud of you, proud of you. Um, but as we've alluded to a couple times already, tonight's show is going to be just a little bit different. We are exactly halfway through the fantasy regular season for almost everyone. Almost everyone uh, starts their playoffs in week 15. Um, so 15, 16, 17, that means the regular season is 14 weeks long, and we just finished week 7. So if I'm doing the ipso facto, carry the 3, yeah, we are halfway through the fantasy regular season. So we're going to do the show a little bit different tonight. There's going to be no fire in your gut. There's going to be no Josh rhyming wrap-up. There's going to be no I'm trash, although I'm sure I'll be able to hit the Sounders a couple times. You're just like me. Trash! Um, but with that said, Josh, will just jump right into the weekly recap then, and then we've got some other things um, for after after the shit, or not after the show, but after that segment. Uh, Josh, how did you do in fantasy this past week? Obviously, it was tough to watch the Packers lose. Uh, you had been maybe on a bit of a schneid in fantasy, you know, you weren't doing so hot on the start sits on Saturday morning, you weren't doing so hot in your, in your fantasy leagues. How did you do this last week? Have we turned it around so that people start listening to you again? Well... I did go seven and two this week. My only two Whoa! losses were in Vic- my only two losses were in Victoria's Secret, where I once again uh, lost to my opponent and lost to the median. Uh, so that I started off hot with a um, what? Well, I mean, I was five and zero oh against my head-to-head matchups, but overall, I'm seven and seven now since we play against the spread. Um, but in all my leagues, I am forty and twenty-three with a sixty-three point four nine win percent. Um, Using the uh, intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated, I am at 234 and 151 with 60.78%. Hey, I mean, that's pretty good. All your leagues are above 500 except for one, except for the Victoria's Secret. Um, I'm, at, yeah, I'm at 500 in that one. Yep. Right. Well, you're at 500. I was talking about the intellectual property. Sorry, down here. Um, oh, that one's oh, below. Yeah. If you were to play every team every week. So, team a little bit below average. But I mean, yeah, if you're looking at just your. your um, what do I call it? your record based on how it reads in the app? You're you're doing great in every league. So look at you go. Well, I guess instead of except for BSB. Um, but yeah, Josh, moving on to me. I this is uh, my first week or my why my worst week since week two, and uh, I guess it ties week one and week two. I went six and four this week, so still above five hundred as the records read. Um, six and four could do better. Lost again in my most expensive league, and again I had a bad beat last week. I lost in that league, beating nine and two. This week I would have beat ten teams and only lost to the one team who had a higher score than me. So a couple bad beats back to back. That's tough, but um, overall in just the in the head-to-head slash median matchups on 51 and 19 so i'm batting a 729 so that's pretty dang good um going down to the intellectual property josh allen bunker incorporated i would have gone 73 and 33 this week so pretty good uh my worst performance would have been um five and eight and then i had a four and five in there otherwise i was above 500 in every league um going at the whole season i'm 519 and 266 so i'm batting 661 there so still i'm still looking pretty good similar to you only have one league that's below 500 and that's the ho dynasty league can't imagine that after tanking for three years my team didn't just blossom into a beautiful butterfly the way i predicted um, it's tough when you got powerhouses like you and Connor and Derek who have had good teams for seemingly five years straight. I'm going to need you guys to stop doing that. Um, 
but yeah, so I, I, you know, I'm doing a little bit better than Josh, but you know, there's a long, a long season yet to go, and um, we'll talk tonight. So you'll about be doing it. a lot better than me. <laughs> What's that? So you'll be doing a lot better than me later well, on. We'll see. We'll talk about some of the players that maybe have benefited. Uh, why I've done so well to start the season. Then we'll get into some maybe you know what people can do to finish the season if players start turning it around here and uh, some some fantasy players have a good second season or a second half push. Uh, but that's how I'm doing. That's how you're doing, Josh. In the fan duel this week, our top performer was the birthday boy, Mr. Levi Oki. He dropped a 130 bomb, specifically 130.28. Derek was right behind him with 123.8 on his wedding week, um, which I guess is upcoming wedding week, but Sunday to Friday, it's the same week, whatever. Sunday's the start of the week for a lot of people, right? Um, and then Skybusters, shout out to Brad's dad, 117.54 in third for the week. Looking to the top three leaderboard, Levi Oki, the birthday boy, leads again there. He was in first last week and he remains in, uh, or excuse me, he was in first last week and he remains in first this week, having increased his top five scores by about 20-ish points. He now sits at 632.04. Derek is new to the top three this week with that 123 performance. He sits at 618.4 and I hold my ground in the top three. Um, I increased my base score by about 10. I'm now sitting at 615.82. I know it's a close race i know there's what is it 11 weeks left in that specific competition so a lot of ground to go um but right now we got uh, levi on top and uh i don't know i don't think anyone suspects that man to win anything so we'll see if he can hold on josh what do you what do you think his odds are well he's got a very consistent scoring base um where as does Derek. you're you're sitting down what 15 16 17 less than him with a couple weeks or one week under 100 still on your docket and a couple under 110. Uh, Carmel doesn't have any under 110 on his top five contests. Derek has one as well. Um, so Carmel, you know, he's going to, if he can keep throwing up 130s, he's got three 130s. Um, uh, but you've got the two 150s. So if you hit another massive week, it'll be tough for people to catch you. Um, but yeah, we have three people nipping at your heels over 600. So only 14 points behind. One of them being me. Yeah, fucking in your dreams, pal. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so yeah, it's a close race. It'll be fun. All right. Um, and so we're only 10 minutes into the show. Normally, we'd be getting into our last about eight or so minutes, but you know, we still got 20 minutes to go. And instead of the actual hog market, I'll still ring the bell just in honor. But instead of buying and selling today, actually, we'll be looking at who has already been bought and sold, specifically based on the ADP. Um, you know, obviously, there's been plenty of uh, free agency throughout the last seven weeks of fantasy football. Plenty of players have been dropped and added. But uh, I think it's fair to say that a good a good indicator of at least the first half of the year success is drafting well. And so we're going to look at who have been some of the hogs, who have been some of the people that you want to eat everything on the pig except the squeal and be like, yep, that person is why, you know, Josh is... You know, five and two in this league. This person is why Gar's been carried to, uh, you know, a six and one record in this league. Um, you know, we'll be looking at us. We'll be looking at other people. Then we'll be looking at some of the disappointments. Like, okay, well, this guy obviously stunk. He shouldn't have been drafted anywhere near this ADP. Hindsight being twenty twenty, and so we'll be, you know, rooting out some of the fried fat as well. 
And so, Josh, I don't know if you have a preference. Would you rather just kind of go down the list of fantasy pros? Would you rather look at our Hidden Oaks redraft draft board? Uh, we're not going to go, you know, we're not going to analyze every name, of course. We'll just kind of go, you know, until we see a name in order that's noteworthy. Um, you know, the first round was, you know, it is what it is. But which would you rather do, the Hidden Oaks draft board or the fantasy pros just ADP list? Last updated September 5th. Well, you see here, Gar, I actually took a little bit of time and put together a slideshow. Oh, um, okay. <clears throat> now, if you go to the Fantasy Fun Time, I just added Sheet 25 in there. That'll have okay. the top five quarterbacks, top 10 running backs, and top 10 wide receivers. Okay. And, their eight, and where they were drafted. So wow. going down the list at quarterbacks. Never seen you uh, put so much effort into a show. Yeah, a lot of copying and pasting. Got a little bit of a cramp in my left thumb, but oh, it's okay. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm still tougher than Deshaun Watson. But, and that's uh, a big deal for the for the people who don't know. Josh is a southpaw, which everyone who listens should know, but a cramp of the left thumb is a big deal for him. Yeah, I I had to call him to work for the next six weeks. <laughs> it's okay. You got the time. But uh, Josh Allen is the number one quarterback in fantasy. He was drafted in the third round of the second pick by you. Um, he was also, I believe the fourth quarterback off the board, third quarterback off the board. Um, so he's averaging 25 points per game with 175. Jalen Hurts is the second quarterback. Uh, kind of, I mean, the quarterbacks kind of shook up to be kind of how you'd expect it. The only big shocker was, or not shocker, but kind of beating his ADP, um, is Tua Tungavailoa who is the fifth best quarterback. He was drafted in the eighth round. The rest of the top five were all drafted in the top three rounds. Yeah, like you said, no real surprises here. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, like those guys were some of the top four. Joe Burrow has obviously disappointed, but he could have a great second half of the season. I'm um, just trying to look at other quarterbacks in the top here that might have been... I mean, it's it's kind of rough because some of them are on bye weeks or have had their bye sure, weeks. Some sure, of them sure. haven't. Justin so like Fields sort obviously by- has been a big disappointment. Sorry, yeah, just... so like if you sort by average, uh, Justin Herbert's in the top 10 because uh, he had his bye week already. Sure. Uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is not in the top 10. or not, Justin Herbert's in the top five at number four. Uh, Kirk Cousins is in the top 10. Um, yeah, but then like Justin Fields, even by average, he's not in the top 10. Um, yeah, it's... Not a good pick there. I don't know when he... I can't do multitasking. Um, Deshaun Watson. Justin Lull, Fields was taken I, in our fourth round, if that's what you're trying to get at. Yep, there we go. Um, just or Deshaun Watson, I think, was the next quarterback after that in the sixth round. Yep, that's been a and, wolf from a fantasy perspective, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's had some up and down weeks. He was the next quarterback after that. But for the people who waited, um, like... Um, Derek, I think. Yeah, Russell Derek Wilson. waited until the very end. He took Der- uh, Russell Wilson and Richardson, Anthony. Yeah, and so um, I don't have my quarterback on my team that I drafted oh, anymore. Oh, you didn't he- go with the Rangers pick of Aaron Oh, That's right. You, you were influenced by the range. You took Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. He lasted a solid four plays for me. Um, <laughs> but I do have the Brock Purdy, so the Brockness monster. Um. Yeah, so the quarterbacks, kind of no big surprises, I guess, is kind of what we 
we just had a long-winded answer for. Right. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's just like, you know, the, I think it's kind of what we were talking about in the preseason, though. It's that, you know, quarterbacks, I've, I think, are becoming increasingly more important, right? Like, I wish, you know, maybe we can do it the next coming weeks, but that kind of those fantasy genius stats you put out, I'd be interested looking over the first seven weeks, like how many wins has Josh, you know, if Josh Allen is on your team, how likely are you to win? If Jalen Hurts is on your team, right? So I think that's kind of the point, you know, a couple people, like there's, I think there's a, a it's a small segment for sure. Most people still suggest weight on quarterbacks but there's definitely a, a subsection of the fantasy community that's saying you know what quarterbacks are actually proving to be pretty dang important at least these past couple years statistically so maybe you start you know you make sure you get that Patrick Mahomes you make sure you get that Josh Allen because that's gonna really impact your fantasy season you know so you know that that's what's gonna be interesting to me is like looking at looking at it now and looking at the end of the season you know our QB do you have to take an early QB now is fantasy just changing fundamentally right right yeah that makes sense Moving on to the running backs, if we want to do that, uh, yeah. top 10. Uh, top name probably isn't going to surprise a whole lot of people. It is uh, CMC. Um, he is 25 points ahead of the next highest running back, uh, Raheem Mostert. Um, both people owned by the same owner in our league. Um, Ladies. Got Raheem yeah, Mostert in um, round nine. Thank you very much. I was going to say, um, though, that's the running backs is kind of where you see kind of the first. Um, stud versus their ADP. Um, so CMC, Raheem Mostert, Travis Etienne is number three. Kyron Williams is number four, though that's going to change now that he is on the IR. Zach Moss is five. DeAndre Swift is six. Kenneth Walker is seven. Isaiah Pacheco is eight. Devani Chain, uh, despite not playing the last three weeks, is nine. That's what I said. And then Bijan Robinson, uh, headache and all, is rounding out the top 10 running backs. Dang, son. All right, so just looking at number two here, uh, Mostert. He was his ADP was one fourteen. He was running back forty, um, according to Fantasy Pros here. That pulls from Sleeper and one other source. So I mean, that was absolutely insane value for me and anyone else who took him. Um, Kyron Williams, like you mentioned, he was taken in round eleven by who was it? Willie? Doesn't matter. What's what's his ADP on this thing? Kyron. His ADP was 257. He probably went undrafted in a bunch of leagues. Like, that's that's league-winning potential right there. And Raheem Mostert, who knows if he can keep it up, especially when A-Chan comes back. But, oh boy, Josh. Well, I guess what name surprises you the most? And which name do you wish you had more shares of on your team looking back? So, Kyron Williams and Zach Moss kind of surprised me the most. But with injuries and then JT coming back, uh, that's a big thing. Um, Raheem Mostert's definitely up there just because they did have uh, Devon A-Chan. Um, other than that, you know, not seeing not seeing names like um, um, Barkley, even though he'd been hurt, um, Elvin Kamara had been hurt. I mean, if, so he, sorting yeah, by he was suspended, yeah, or suspended, yeah, sorting by the average um, points per week, Elvin Kamara is the third running back. Um, Saquon Barkley is still just kind of hanging on that top ten. David Montgomery is a big shock um, at being, you know where he is dependent dependent because he was probably a late draft pick but then guys like tony pollard austin eckler who granted had been hurt but still is only averaging 14 points per game when he plays uh derrick henry uh those those guys are kind of the big ones i mean for the record i did take david montgomery at the end of our sixth round so you know not that late but um if i were to look up in this fantasy pros adp 
Um, no. Well, I, I would say he's a good surprise being a top right. like, 10, 11 running back. Right, yeah. right, right. I'm just saying he wasn't picked that late. He, I guess, according to fantasy, I must have taken him early, I guess. According to fantasy pros, he was running back 31. Um, I guess his ADP was 76. That's probably about right. I'm not going to go through the math of what, you know, the end of our sixth round is in picks, but, um, but yeah, I, I think I appreciate, um, I appreciate the, the Dave Montgomery take as well. Um, do you think so? Looking at kind of Bijan, Bijan went to sometimes in the first round, mostly, mostly in the first and second round for sure. Do you think he's disappointing being at ten? Obviously, you know he had you know if he not had not missed last week with a headache or you know maybe he's got the Percy Harvins dude. Uh, but do you think Bijan is disappointing being that low based on where he was drafted? Because you know, like you said, we're missing a lot of the top running backs in this list, CMC, and then it's a bunch of guys people didn't expect to be this high. Well, I would say yes. Um, granted he is like, like we said, he's a, the 10th highest scoring running back um, in total points right now. Uh, but he's also the only running back in like the top 30 that doesn't have a rushing touchdown. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I scrolled all the way down to Alexander Madison who got one yesterday, I believe. Right. I no, he did not. There you go. I don't remember to be honest. Um, yeah. Cause this would say he got one. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> he doesn't have that touchdown production. He has two receiving touchdowns, but um, so he's not touchdown dependent. So I guess, I don't know. I would be disappointed if I drafted him in the first round, um, mainly because you want them to be your highest scoring player, not, you know, the 10th highest scoring running back. Right. Any anything stick out to you as far as other running backs? Any any? No, I mean particular... I'll, I'll give I'll give Al his flowers. He he had talked about Pacheco all preseason. Pacheco's there at number eight, you know, and so you know, shout out to him. I didn't think anyone from Kansas City could be that prolific. I think they'd be just that spread out. Jet McKinnon's still getting his as well. Obviously, he's not going to be top ten, but it's good to it's good to see Pacheco breaking out and Ceh being a full afterthought. That is kind of how last season ended, but with another off season, you kind of never know how things might shake out. Um, Zach Moss, I think, will fall off. Not because of a lack of talent, just because they just paid JT. They're going to want JT on the field. Um, and I do think we start to see the Barclays and the Kamaras have a good, a really good second half of the season. You know, like mo- most most fantasy expert experts always go off, you know, average per game versus what we're doing here is just total through seven weeks. So looking at the average per game, it tells a better story. Um, and that, I think, will influence a lot of fantasy teams um, for the rest of the season. So we're not seeing all the big names we expect up here, like um, Eckler, Barkley, Kamara, but we'll see them up here by the end of the season for sure. Yeah, one thing that I will point out um, that I like, and uh, in the top 10, three of the running backs are on my team. Uh, so shout out to me, um, Isaiah Pacheco, Dondre Swift, and uh, Devon A. Chan. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, keep it up, team. Fresh orange slices after practice. There we go. Um, I'll go ahead. I'll go down the list of wide receivers here, Josh, since I won't make you talk the whole time. Top 10 wide receivers, of course, Tyreek Hill is going to be number one. Most people suspected that. Um, even if, you know, J- and, and, you know, and JJ would probably be up there, you know, had he not got his hamstring hurt, but Tyreek Hill is a freak of nature. Um, he is, he is the game breaker. So he's number one. Then we got Diggs, AJ Brown, Puka Nakua. That's obviously a surprise for most people, but Tyreek Diggs and AJ Brown are three, you know, three first round picks, if not early second, depending on, you know, kind of how your league drafts. But Keenan Allen, I mean, he's a PPR monster. So kind of, do you take this from our league specifically? 
Yep. Yep. So Keenan Allen, you know, he's number five, and that's because of the PPR. He had that one, what, like 12, 20 reception game, whatever it was. DJ Moore, yep. I think, you know, his ceiling was up here. I think most people agreed that his ceiling um, was this high. I thought his floor was also pretty dang low. So seeing him able to produce and be there at number six, I say good for him. Adam Thielen surprising a lot of people. That's definitely leading to a lot of success here in the first half of the fantasy season. Jamar Chase, he's been up and down, similar with Joe Burrow, but he had that one, like, 45-point game. So that was an you know automatic win for you that week. Amon Ra has been steady. Not. What's that? Oh, did you lose with that Jamar Chase week? <laughs> no, I beat the owner of the Jamar Chase that week. Oh, don't need to get so sensitive, Josh. It's I was just you know it's okay. It's not a hunt when I say you know an automatic win. You know it's it's you know there's there's an exception to every rule. Um, and then Devonte Adams, who you know most people would say might be the best all-around receiver in the league, or at least but you know before JJ, um, you know got so good, he's at number ten right now. So not as hot in fantasy, but that's a reflection of the Raiders uh, being not so hot in real life. When you look at this, Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I think Adam Thielen um, in the ninth round. Um, and that that's kind of the the one that sticks out the most just based on where they were drafted in our league um everybody else is fourth round or earlier um so kind or i guess besides puka nakua um but somebody had to take over when cooper cup went down um sorting by average tyreek is still the top wide receiver at 20 almost 27 points per game uh then it's keenan allen with 22 stefan diggs with 22 and then justin jefferson with 21 um and aj brown with 21 and Adam Thielen still up there with 21. Um, so not a whole lot of shifting around other than JJ, you know, not being in the top 10 just because he'd been out for a couple weeks now. Um, yeah, it's, I feel like wide receivers this year have been more so consistent with their ADP than previous seasons with the, you know, with the exception of like Jamar Chase, who you'd expect to be a top three, um, He's still, you know, top 10. Um, um, but if you scroll outside the top 10, guys like um, Jacoby Myers, Nico Collins, um, those are the people that are going to be kind of the surprising pieces. So depending on where they got drafted or picked up, um, Christian Kirk, um, Brandon Ayuk is somebody that I've always talked highly of. Um, he's He's having a solid year. Um, but yeah, so it, I don't know. It feels like there's not a whole lot of shockers halfway through the season when it comes to wide receivers. Right. And so, I mean, but I think, I think, you know, that's heavily informed by the fact that, you know, that was another big talking point coming into the season. It's like, okay, let's look at all these, you know, let's look at all these draft boards, all these ADPs. Justin Jefferson was, you know, top of the ADP in a lot of leagues. He was, you know, for years and years, Josh, you know, as long as you and I have been playing fantasy football, at least it's always running back, running back, running back, running back, running back, you know, like, and even just as, you know, as far as last year's um last year's guillotine league and brad's league like it was all running backs and then receivers and then tight end you know travis kelsey i got him at fucking 18 or 17 or whatever it was so it's like pete there's there's a certainly an old-fashioned mindset that is now finally starting to change and we're seeing it reflected in the adps and within our own home leagues but you know people are taking wide receivers because they've been more consistent statistically that's this is you know this feeds into you know how draft boards are continuing to change as you look at these numbers here i mean you're someone who for years have gone wide receiver heavy um you know you've you definitely were on the front end of that 
trend. Do numbers like these just reinforce what you're doing? And you're like, all right, now I'm for sure going to continue to go wide receiver heavy early in drafts just because they're more consistent, they're more reliable? Um, or do you try and sneak around the other way? And because everyone else is going receivers now, maybe next year you kind of go for running backs because the value will be there. Uh, I guess it depends. I'm, you know, I'm all, I'm big into that value based drafting. So yeah, I, I have been on that wide receiver train quite a while now. Uh, even in standard leagues, I will take a wide receiver if it's like a Tyree kill, um, you know, Tyree kill, Justin Jefferson, um, AJ Brown, um, even Devonte Adams or CD lamb who we didn't mention because he's having kind of a down year, um, in that offense because the defense is so solid. Um, I'd, I'd take those guys over, you know, kind of the beginning of tier two running backs. Um, like I would take all of them over like Derek Henry and um, I'm trying to scroll here. Uh, like Derek Henry and Tony Pollard and um, even Saquon, I would, I would take them over. So I think the only two running backs that would really strike my fancy would be CMC and Austin Eckler, uh, just because we play in a PPR league and those guys are PPR monsters as well. Uh, but yeah, I would, I'm definitely a wide receivers kind of guy. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think I, you know, I think with obviously we have to wait until the end of the season. We're only halfway through the season. There's going to be playoffs and everything else. But like, you know, I think looking at these numbers, taking it, taking a chance, taking a moment to sit here and actually reflect on what's happening versus just playing and setting your lineup week in and week out. It's like, all right. Well, why did wide receivers go so heavy early in drafts this year? Well, based on what Josh and I are telling you, it's like, look at that. Out of these top ten, one, two, three four five and basically six Amon Ra was taken at the beginning of the second round like those six of the top 10 were all taken in the first round whereas for the running backs it's only literally one right now and of course the other ones are banged up but that comes with the position running backs the most hurt and most banged up position in fantasy so it's like why did you see that trend well it's because running backs are unreliable and you never you don't know who's going to be in the top 10 Whereas the wide receivers have been holding their value much more. And, uh, and that's why you're going to see, going back to the quarterbacks, bringing it first full circle. Um, you know, they were taken in rounds two and round three, but, you know, four of the top five quarterbacks were the first quarterbacks taken. And those teams, you know, I know I have Josh Allen. I'm in first place in our league. I don't know who has Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, or Lamar Jackson. Um, I guess I can look real quick. Um, um, I'm going to go ahead and guess that Jamie has Jalen Hurts because she has the San Francisco 49ers in round seven on my draft board. So, <laughs> Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, and I guess actually this is interesting because I don't think Jamie, Hammer, or Eric are actually... Actually, Eric's a top half team, right? Um, Jamie and Hammer are struggling, I think, a bit more. So I guess that you know that kind of bucks the trend. But the, another point being, though, if wide receivers going to go early and running backs are going to keep falling, those quarterbacks are going to be pushed up and up the draft board as well. I don't think it's too far-fetched to say maybe next year we're seeing quarterbacks taken at the end of the first round just based on you know ADP and everyone else's trend. You know, I think... I think quarterbacks are at least the top, the, the the bluest of chips, the bluest of blue quarterbacks. They're going to be taken for going back into the first round next year. I, I have a feeling. So yeah. So Eric is actually twelfth uh, um, place. Really? Who, yeah. So who am I mistaking? Oh, I think I'm mistaking him for Willie. Willie I'm making yep. up the team names. Okay. Yeah. So, that's so I'm looking at this right now, and um, I can't even find Hammer. Is he even in the league, or is he that bad? <laughs> Isn't he? He's BQ, right? Oh, there he is. Yeah. So he's he's tied with me. So um, yeah. So he's the only one that outside of you that is 
would currently be in the playoffs right now based on where they drafted their quarterback. Like so, if they, in the top okay. three, four rounds. All right. And obviously a lot of that comes down to luck and how the rest of your draft works out. A quarterback isn't going to singularly carry your team, right? And that's why some people argue on waiting. But it's working out for me and for Hammer. So I guess the point just being if running backs can continue to fall, other positions are going to continue to rise. We're seeing it with the receivers this year. Next year, I think quarterbacks, we'll see more quarterbacks in round two, maybe even round one. Um, so it's Let's talk about positions that matter. Go Let's go to kickers. All right. What do you got? I don't care, honestly. Oh. oh, I was, dude, I thought you had a whole bit prepared. Um, but I see you have one more thing on the note sheet here, Josh. We're already a little bit over where we normally are. Um, but, you know, we're doing kind of a different show. It's kind of a mid-season check-in, so we can go a little long today. Fuck it. Um, you know, I don't I don't think the land recorded last week. You know, they might not record this week. You know, we got to we, – the people need to listen to podcasts, and we're here to, we're here to take up the space. So um, we've got one more segment here. We can go a little bit long today unless you have somewhere to be. Um, but you yeah, want to get no, to we, your Gar's gut here? Yeah, this is this is a segment that you've rolled rolled around in the mud with for a while, oh, yeah. um, as they say. Um, and so we're gonna go with Gar's gut. This came to me when I was doing some dishes earlier, and it just came, I was just like, you know what? This is actually kind of a good idea because we always joke about players and how they just are goofy goofers. Um, and Gar's gut, it may be a one off depending on reaction and how it goes. But uh, I'm gonna give you some player names, and you can already probably see them on the note sheet. And you're going to tell me what you think their favorite snack is based on their performance at this point through the season. And then I'll tell you what the right answer is. So, Gar, we're going to go with the quarterbacks of our division, the NFC North. What kind of a snack is Jared Goff? What's his favorite snack? Who Jared Goff. I mean, he's pretty bland. He was the number one overall pick. He went to a Super Bowl, but he got kicked out of L.A., um, I don't know. I guess for me, mostly sweets. Sweets came to mind, so I think I'm going candy heavy, except for because I did see the list before. But he gave me like, he's not the worst candy bar, but he's not a good one. Even you know, even sticking with the color scheme, he I think he's a bit of an almond joy. You know, there's a lot of coconut there. Coconut's not everyone's thing. There is chocolate that's redeemable, but then there's an almond, which is the fucking you know the tree bark of nuts. Um, he's not even a mounds, which is you know w- you know without the almond, he's an almond joy. I think that fits Jared Goff perfectly. Not the worst, but certainly not the most appetizing. Let's see that yeah, that's actually pretty spot on. I didn't go with candy. I went with. Um, like dried fruit it's like it's fruit it's got sugar in it but it's dried it's like I, he, yeah I could, it's solid every once in a while but you know a banana chip just is oh, not. that was literally what just came to my mind josh I was like i could give this man a banana chip not the chocolate covered banana chips mind you yeah. not the ones we no, were getting yeah, from no, that he's, you know that he is a banana Cambridge. chip because it's like yeah he'll he'll give you some like a few moments of happiness and joy, but then you're just like sitting there and you're sitting there like, why am I eating banana chips? So Jared Goff is a banana chip in my mind. There we go. I love that. All right. We got an almond joy and a banana chip. Um, what's the next one, Josh? The next one is a quarterback that is uh, on the trajectory of being run out of town one week or being run into the Hall of Fame the next. We're talking Jordan Love. Um, Josh, you're not going to like this one. And I, you know, I, I try and stay as unbiased as I can for the fans. I try and, you know, I try and stay, but, uh, or I try to stay as unbiased as I can for the show and, you know, have some integrity. Um, but today, Josh, we're doing this one for the homers and the Vikings truthful. Jordan Love is a fucking Toblerone and you know it. 
Toblerone. I don't even know if I've ever had a Toblerone, so exactly. I don't even know I be offended. You've um, seen the triangle shape, you're intrigued. You see the mountains on the packaging, you're like, okay, this could be something. And then you're like, nah, I don't want it. See, now what I read Jordan when I thought Jordan Love and what kind of a snack he is, um, he he is to me just your generic trail mix. So raisins, peanuts. Okay. I've got a um, whole box of uh, individual packs right next to me here, yeah. actually. And, it, and it's like, because, you know, when you reach in, if you're not paying attention and like, you know, kind of shifting it around to get the things that you really want, the M&Ms and the chocolate chips, you know, like normal Ops, people. Yeah. Um, you know, when you just reach in randomly, you don't know what you're going to get. So one week you may just get, you know, a handful of raisins and peanuts and just sit there and go gross. And then the next week you might get, you know, a handful of the good stuff. To me, Jordan Love is just generic trail mix. Okay, I can respect that. I think that's a good observation. Hopefully, he's more uh, raisins and peanuts uh, as his career goes on for the Vikings' sake. But shut up. Uh, next, we have Kirk O'Chains, Kirk Cousins. All right, and so so I see in your notes here, like I know I, I have two different answers, Josh. I have based on his personality, that's what I originally thought with, but then your notes say, you know, what I think their favorite snack is based on their performance. Obviously, Kirk is pretty good. He's not elite, but he's pretty good. So am I basing this on his performance? Because I, I have an answer prepared for each. Um, You can do both just because we don't, like if we continue with this kind of bit in the future, we don't know if we're going to know the like personality of some of the players that I pick and choose because I may not use the quarterbacks. I may use you know like some running back or wide receivers from teams that we don't know as much about. But all right, um, well I'll keep it quick then uh, for personality. You do both. Yeah, for for personality, he is uh, he is other than jet puffed marshmallow cream, dude. That is that is his personality snack. He you know he opens up a jar, sticks a spoon in, and Kirk Cousins just loves that fucking marshmallow cream. Uh, so his personality is jet puffed. But if you're give if I have to give a snack based on his performance, again I've kept it in the cami realm mostly for these guys. It's like. He's a he's a Snickers because Snickers satisfies. You know he's not himself when he's hangry, so sometimes he obviously must forget to eat a Snickers uh, against the Bears. He clearly um, was a uh, was lacking that Snickers, uh, but Snickers satisfies. He's a, he's a good QB, not a great QB. Can can dabble into great, can dabble into garbage. He's a Snickers. I mean, yeah, Snickers. I mean, Snickers is a top three candy of all time. So I don't know. If I'd I mean, give him that. If kind that's of your a... opinion, that's fine. I disagree. Well, you know, and I love me a Snickers. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of candy. If you want to say top three chocolate bars, maybe, but there's a lot more well, yeah. candy that isn't chocolate. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I. I apologize, listener. Yeah. yeah. I apologize, um, mom. I did generalize oh, candy maybe. as all of it. I should have said the best. You know, top three candy bar. Based with chocolate, you know, sure, chocolate-based sure, sure. candy bar. Maybe um, you're wrong, uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, and the snack that he is is actually. So I, this this is going to be an insult, I'm sure, to a lot of people that are you know thin-skinned snowflake Gen Zers. Uh, <laughs> but he's a saltine cracker, and you know it. Based on his, but Josh, you literally said in your notes their favorite snack based on their performance. Kirk yeah. Cousins is a top ten QB. We were just talking about it. Yeah, saltine guard. Now listen to my reasoning. He's a saltine cracker because you you look at it, you're sitting there, and you're just like, this just looks so bland, so boring. Um, but then you eat one, and you're like, okay, this is all right. This is pretty good. Then you eat another. Once you pop, you okay. can't stop. 
Yeah, no, salty. I mean, saltine Dude, crackers. I love them. I, we I, have I, them to, on I would hand. say, to be fair, I eat. I you know, I, I buy saltines a lot. I do genuinely enjoy saltines a lot. But they're they're just one of those things that it's like you have them. You have them and they're there. They may not be your first choice all the time, but when you do decide to go with it, it's a solid choice. I can so, see that. Yeah, yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins is a saltine cracker. I agree. Now He's Al's the probably over there throwing a fit right into you know his pen pals in I don't know Notre Dame. I don't know, um, doing whatever because I insulted his quarterback and called him a saltine. But saltines are a no. reliable snack with minimal ingredients. Uh, sure, they may give you a little bit of slippery hands and you drop them a little bit, but um, he's a saltine. I'm, I'm with you, Josh. I'll, I'll add just one more spin and we can move on to the last NFC North quarterback. But if I you think say s- peanut butter saltine, you're wrong. No, no, no. I was going to say saltine. I'll ride with you on saltine if we're, if we're staying salty. If we go to the sweet side of that equation, Kirk Cousins is a graham cracker. Yeah, yeah, that works. All right, and he, last he's but not brand graham cracker. But sure, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Graham crackers. Last graham but not cracker least, uh, the consensus number one quarterback in the NFC North going into the season. The consensus number five quarterback, as we're at this point in the season, Justin Fields. I don't know why, Josh. Um, some people love these things. I don't particularly care for them. But the first thing and the only thing that's coming to mind um, for me is Cracker Jacks. He's a fucking Cracker Jack. That might be racist. <laughs> what? How is that racist? I don't know. They're caramel and they're nuts, dude. Caramel corn and nuts. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you right now, he's a protein shake because... Nobody in their right mind would say a protein shake is a good snack. And there's, come on, there's some good flavors out there. But they're but they're quick and easy to you. They're quick and easy. He's pretty quick, um, and he's easy. You know, he's he's. They need to give him an easy game plan. Throw the ball to number one or what two DJ Moore. Um, but he doesn't fit the kind of stereotypical snack profile all right so I, he, I feel that and if i'm gonna yes and you so i feel that because you know if you like especially if like if you're doing it on your own you're doing powder with water or milk you mix it up and you do it right and you drink it right away that's fine but similar to justin fields if you don't if you're not using justin fields in the right situation maybe you let him linger or whatever that blender bottle gets nasty as shit and we've seen some nasty as shit performances out of justin fields as well so i can make that analogy bingo. work just fine Bingo. So yeah, Justin Fields in my eyes, he's a he's a protein shake. Um, All out. He he could he can be delicious. He could be good. Um, odds are, you know, odds are you forgot him in the back seat of your car for three weeks while you're up in Duluth in the summertime and there's no AC and you find it and then you're like, oh, why is it something in there moving? I don't remember. And then you open it and the next thing you know, you're got a hazmat suit on and you're being carted, you know, or somebody with a hazmat suit is carting you to the hospital. That's true. I mean, to be fair, and I'll do a little product plug. I wish I got commission on this, but I don't. But ever for that exact problem, because people might not believe it, and I don't even believe it most of the time. But I used to go to the gym once upon a time, and I was buying the protein powder, and I had the blender bottle. And uh, as soon as I saw this product on Shark Tank, it's been my only water bottle of choice since. It's the Ice Shaker. It comes from the Gronk family. It's mainly spearheaded by Chris Gronk, Chris uh, Christopher or Christian. I don't know. Maybe Christopher. I'm not sure. Anyways, Chris Gronkowski. He was a 
Anthem. Chris Anthem. He was a fullback in the NFL, um, and there's like five or four Gronk brothers total. But the ice shaker, it's a stainless steel uh, uh, water bottle slash blender bottle, and it's uh, that's how you kind of reduce the, those smells, and it's a nice, easy clean. It's a great product. Um, so if people are out there to this day, and I don't know too many people that are rocking the protein powder like you know we used to in our gym phases, but ice shaker is a great product. It's a metal bottle. You don't run into all that same stuff you would with a plastic bottle. So shout out to the ice shaker from the Gronkowski family. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so that's kind of that's Gar's gut, you know. I think that maybe we can, you know, bring it back a little bit here and there. I don't know, maybe not a weekly thing, but who knows. Um maybe that takes over the the rhyming wrap up in the future. Uh we'd love to hear from our fan uh what they say. Um but we'll we'll wrap it up here cuz I need a snacky. All this food talk made me hungry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I you know, I love the hog market bit. You know, I'm sure you really enjoy the rhyming wrap up when it comes together. But creatively, doing the same thing every week it gets really tough. You know, the hood lines. You know, I got burnt out on that last year. And you know, sometimes it's just doing the same thing week after week. It's, it can be tough to put together. So that's why we had to take yeah. a bit of a a break, a bit of a buy, if you will. We still put a show, like we're still here to put on a show for you guys. But you know, sometimes we got to switch it up so we can, you know, we can get through it, right? So we appreciate you hanging with us. And uh, if you like Gar's gut, or if you like us just sit here talking about ADPs and stats and stuff, that's fine. Otherwise, next week I plan on bringing back the hog market. And we'll buy and sell again, but you can only buy and sell so many times. There's only so many players to cycle through. So I had to take at least a break for a week. Um, and I'm sure similar to you, there's only so many rhymes you can make so many times you can dunk on a bad team um so it's just kind of the way she goes oh well josh i'd say that's about it is there anything else you want to hit in here or do you just want to hit your go packers and leave so you can get your what, what what's the snack you're going to get maybe let the people know you've been talking a lot about snacks here what's josh's snack based on his performance uh my snack based on my performance probably sugar-free jello Okay, and what about what about the snack based on your what you think your performance is? Sodium free saltine. Okay, okay. Uh, one more time. What snack are you gonna eat? Probably gonna go get some Kemp's cookies and cream ice cream, and then oh. you know, drop drop a drop a handfulsies of uh, chalky chippies on top. That sounds so fucking good, dude. Oh, I'm jelly. I'm peanut butter yeah. and jealous, dude. Last last few nights, I've had uh, that on top of Marie Callender's apple pie. Oh my god! Do you warm up the apple pie? I'm American, aren't I? All right. Well, I just want to make sure. Yeah, I say I appreciate you're going with the ice cream, and you're not doing the uh, the cheese on top of the slice of apple pie like you're fucking Tommy Lee Jones and <laughs> Men in Black. I'll never understand the cheese on pie bit, but it's popular with the subsect of uh, weird people. Anyways, Josh, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate the people for listening. We normally do a half an hour during the football season. We're up to 45 minutes, and I'm going to hit the outro song now. But we love you, and we'll be back on Saturday morning. Saturday morning should be back to a normal show, unless we want to do something different. Saturday will also be the day of Jesse's wedding. So shout out to that. Josh, now you will be there, but we can talk about that more on Saturday. Um, Jesse also It's also Asher's birthday. It is also Asher's birthday. And I'll be missing a bunch of Halloween parties. Jesse was very inconsiderate when he picked his wedding date, you know? Second wedding. <laughs> That's well, easy. Not everyone knows, Josh. That's keep that on the down low on Saturday, huh? Okay, that just ruined my entire outfit. <laughs> What's your outfit gonna be? Deja vu or something? 
No, I was just going to wear a giant sign that says, thanks for the invite to your second wedding, <laughs> jackass. All right. I don't even know if you said go Packers yet. So you've got like 30 go seconds. There it is. Oh, fuck. I enjoyed today's show. I don't know what the fans are going to think, but for me, I felt good. So I'm looking at this, and so you want me to look at the, did you do anything special for the rankings or the? No, 